Hi, welcome to the Drive by Brian podcast. Let me your ears and listen to me and my guests as we drive around uncovering their personal stories. The saying goes, everyone and everything around is your teacher. So join me on this ride and let's see where it leads us. Welcome to Drive by Brian. We're not driving because this one deserves a sit down. It's been over a year and thanks for having me. And today on our show, we have Shooting Star Shams, mm. a.k.a. What a.k.a. could I give you? King. <laughs> yeah, a.k.a. King. <laughs> Shams, Shams. Shams, Shama Barrow. Yeah. Nice, nah, a pleasure having you, man. Um, well, I want to I start off the whole conversation <clears throat> with a quote, which is going to translate into your episode. Okay. And actually, your episode is called "Shoot for the Moon." Okay. <laughs> Even though you're shooting star charms, <laughs> saying "Shoot for the Moon" because, uh, yeah. So the quote goes: "There's a Japanese saying that says you have three faces as a personality, as a person, as your persona. The first face you show the world. The second face you show your close friends and family, and the third face you never show anyone." It is the truest reflection of who you are. And that leads me on to the truest reflection of who you are. Shams, shooting star Shams, wears many hats, as like you're wearing a hat right now. (laughs) (laughs) And when I first met you, you were a little dragon. Let's 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 dive into Little Dragon. The the you started off I think you were quite creative from the get go when I first met you. You was a rapper. Mm. And yeah, I want to just know a little bit more about that. About what, how did the creativity start from rapping? Before we even get to that, yeah. uh, I like that saying just. The three faces. Because I wrote a saying exactly like that right. um, several years ago, and I quoted the three P's. Okay. Public. Private and personal personas. Yeah. And exactly how you just described that is exactly how those were put together. There's the public persona you show everybody, right? And every and even strangers know that public persona of yours. Yeah. And there's the personal persona. Or let's start with the private persona, which is only a limited number of people who get to know who you are. Friends, close friends, best friends. Yeah and family that's the private and then you have the personal that nobody ever gets to know yeah you take that to the grave pretty much is that the guy you take to bed and you (laughs) sit by yourself essentially always talking to yourself with that one yeah and that's the three p's exactly how you just described that so i'm glad it's weird that you started with that saying strange yeah now to the dragon stuff yeah was it little dragon or was it just dragon <laughs> little dragon little dragon jesus Christ. we start with the little as well like like little wayne little baby it's strange how it's that's crazy it's yeah, from a long time. time ago yeah and at the time it was little wayne yeah well actually i didn't even think i didn't even know little i wasn't even into little wayne when, i went this you... no one at the time i went i didn't know rap on the scale of knowing artists i think the only artist i really knew was red and Tupac and you know Biggie the commercial yeah the Lil Wayne's and these guys that were growing up didn't know none of them the Papooses those people came later on in our lives so it's more uh, R&B yeah uh, probably where it came from or maybe I didn't even choose the name it might have been real Brian okay helped me find that because Dragon I'm tr- I, I try to remember why Dragon yeah I have a Dragon jacket that I had when I was the a red kid. one the red one isn't that funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iconic uh, you've still got it yeah she saw it the other day she was like you still got don't ever jacket? get rid of that because that is you you, should, <laughs> you know some people like they frame their memorabilia that, that that should be framed that is true that is true so maybe it came from something of that randomness and oh why don't you just call yourself a little dragon and like I said let's go with it because I wasn't really in control of how that movement went I yeah. was just partaking in an activity that I thought passed time by and maybe subconsciously the creative side of me was like oh your juices are gonna flow because yeah. you, you like this I liked writing yeah that's what I remember I, I liked writing secretly though the rap thing came maybe because 
Brian had bumped into one of my poems or something, and he thought, oh, you're not too bad. So you were in poetry first then? Yeah, poetry, okay. poetry, poetry. And so mom, that's where it stems from then, it's expression in words. Yeah, my mum told me years later, she, she found out like almost 10 years later that I'd been writing. Wow. And she said, oh, I didn't know you write poems. I bumped into your book. Um, and it's crazy because your dad used to write poetry. Wow. And I never knew that either. So gave me an insight into where I'm getting some of my creativity from. So that's how Little Dragon came about. Poetry, I guess, introduced me to that world of writing rap. Okay. Now that that kind of, I suppose that whole creative energy of writing poetry, it kind of transitioned into entre- entrepreneurial, mm. uh, an entrepreneurial journey rather than the whole, I don't know, going for a job or going for the social norms of mm. just following what other people are putting into. Mm-hmm. So that actually brings me on to, I guess you could say, could you say that the modelling sparked that after the whole, would you say, what was the transition from rapping to modelling, would you say? Um, yes and no, because after the rapping, yeah, after the group. Which, you had a group? Yeah, me, Brian and his young brother. Okay. Couldn't even tell the group's name. Funny enough, Killer and these guys, they know it. Sometimes I walk into the shop and he'll be like, Little Dragon. But he would say the group's name because he remembered the group itself, what we were called. And to me, my life was a blur. My whole life, <clears throat> my whole young life was a blur. Um, I look at my son and I think, wow. I was saying um, a day or two ago, something so simple, mm. but so monumental in the differences of our character. We were um, coming, we were taken into the park. That well, what was, what park is that? Ma- Bailey's or something? Bailey's Park, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. down there. Yeah. To ride his scooter. Yeah. <clears throat> and his first time he'd gone there, so I just showed him, oh, turn left, turn right, turn. We got there. On the way back, he was in front because he's, he's an electronic scooter, so he was just gone. And he's gone the right way on the way back home. Something so simple. Yeah. To me, so monumental because at his age I did not care about anything awareness I did not give a damn I didn't want to know nothing I didn't think about knowing nothing I just thought everything was going to be told to me given to me showed to me you got to do this just get there get in the car we're going there everything was sorted so I didn't need to put my energy to trying to remember things and stuff oh, okay. like that yeah. and so my, my young life growing up was a blur I, I had no direction and you look at him and you see that he's so far ahead in terms of knowledge, mathematical as hell. And he's the opposite of me when I was young. Okay. So when we speak of some of these conversations and the transitionings from one thing to the other, I was just going with the wind. Rapping at that age with a group, going with the wind. Can't tell you much about what I remember. <clears throat> Maybe you play a beat, I remember the lyrics. Okay. That's, that's where my mind seems to relate more things to. But the things and situations we went through day to day to create this stuff no idea the transitioning from that to modeling that was a whole different different genre phase okay life yeah that happened at a different time so you were a different person by that time then oh definitely um i was writing but i was more writing for myself right i was hiding again okay so, so was, you, you kind of came out with a, <clears throat> with a little dragon phase and the music expression, bringing it out. Mm. And then you went back in again and you were writing still, but doing the modeling. Yeah. So the modeling was never really a monumental part. It wasn't, would you say, is it still part oh. of you today or is another form of expression of this is who I am to the world? It's a big part of me today. Yeah. Um, okay. It was because I don't understand the modeling world, essentially, I feel like you're portraying yourself to other people. Because to me, you're deeper than that. And maybe I'm belittling models, but do you, do you get what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Let's insult some people. No, um, yeah. nah, for real, you're right. It's 
pretty much portraying your body your your body's um <laughs> definitions in clothes to people who might buy the clothes essentially that's what modeling is yeah um the art form of it is maybe the not being nervous so you can pose yeah and hold it and look good like, naturally but in comparison to different other art forms then it's the it's, it's got the least energy involved in terms of what you gotta really do to get outcomes and like you just said maybe you're belittling you can put it as that way because that is that would be reality we're just living in reality yeah whether it sounds like an insult or not and that's what it would be which is why I lost interest in it or maybe not interest but I lost the shine of making it something so in front versus other things that I do in my life yeah because if I was to look at it you're kind of you're told what to do go here go there go this place go that place yeah as to essence of what your persona is is you're more I'm creative I I want more control in what mm. I do and what I say and what I feel so essentially from modeling I'll transition to that you're a huge 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 dancer that that's what I see you as mm. that's what I know you as but the reason why I mentioned the modeling because we have a a, a friend in common Mm. James yeah. who said he remembers you as a model and that mm. was the one face that he that's his reality of who you were that's right and it will carry on until we re-met right. re-engaged again and he sees and he sees a different element and we reconnected mm. so I knew yeah I've knew no since I've known you from school I've known these all these parts that's right yeah so for him his reality was modeling mm. but I know the dancer so <laughs> let's talk about the dancer because that is that to me is a huge part of you and that will always be you from the days we we're clubbing together um you're always known to be physically expressing yourself in every way or charming you're a good dancer even doing backflips during football in <laughs> at school you're physically fit and doing those sort of things so w where did the dancing come from? Would you say it's just in you? You don't really learn dancing. No, you got to learn everything. Do you, Do you think so? Do you? Yeah. No, you you have the you have the natural, and then you have the skill, and you can have the talent. Like like the saying, um, you can only get as far in life with the talent. You got to right. add to that talent with skill, additional training, so that talent can become even better naturally. Right, okay. That's the best way you've explained it because I've mm. had this conversation with my wife and I said, can you really teach dancing? Because when I hear a song, I want to move a certain way. Mm. But on our wedding, I was told to choreograph and I didn't feel natural. Mm. I, I don't, I don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. Because I, if I'm feeling a song, I'm feeling it, I can't translate that to be move like this. Take three steps that way. Yeah. So... Yeah. You've done both. You've done your natural, when you hear a song, you move, to mm -hmm. here's a choreographer, move it. Which one of those two would you feel more is free. more you? The, the natural one without having to think about what I'm about to do. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I didn't know how good a dancer. You're saying you knew me at a phase where Shams is a dancer. Yeah. I, I'd been dancing since I was in Zim. Um, I, I remember I think I might have been four or five years old the oh, first okay. time I remember a vision of me dancing and my uncle trying to show me some dance moves while Michael Jackson was playing in the back and I remember that vividly as one of the first only images of me young doing something like that and then the next image I have after that is maybe I was eight or nine years old in school yeah and yeah about Cyrus's age yeah and while he was um, while I was it was assembly and I just went to dance on stage to play Michael Jackson in the back or something and I went on stage and the whole crowd went berserk but to me it stands out because it was like the first time I've experienced a feeling of energy towards me for doing something I think I did a moonwalk or something and people just like reacted oh, okay. and it was the first feeling of what the but I didn't take it seriously because I'm a kid I just thought oh wow and then moved on with life I never thought oh because of this I gotta take my dance into the next level I just went back back to my oblivious life. Yeah. And then comes 
over to England and you guys saying you see me as a dancer whenever you did see me dancing but to me it was a moment but the moment would pass until uh, my struggles of life began and it was only during that time mm. where I learned I, I, I learned towards how to heal my pains of the struggle through expressing myself the modeling was part of it yeah. and the modeling the modeling was a big part of it because it introduced me to a world of people who love art yeah it was my first experience of that coming from the struggles i was dealing with which i know you're gonna question me about but <laughs> it took me into the world of art yeah and in the world of art i did a show or i naturally turned up and people said oh my god you walk like that the choreographer who's my best friend today was in shock because i walked like him and okay. he was the one training us so everyone would come to me to get taught how to walk because i was literally walking like him and he'd never seen anything like that. And I was just walking naturally, which I know you guys you guys had seen me walking my yeah. whole life. So you kind of already knew I walked different. Yeah. But I never thought anything of it like the dancing. And it was during that show where I was meant to win. Everyone was waiting for me to win. And there was politics involved. I didn't win. Mm. And the guy who won turned around and said to me, Shama, you should have won this. In front of everyone, which that was the first time I felt the, the, um, the politics of the art world because it was that show where I first did my first dance my choreographer saw my dances like you did, you guys did and mm. he made um, one of the shows based on just dancing he put Michael Jackson on the clips still exist today and the crowd went mad the cameras were shaking because everyone was jumping around excited at my movements and that was the first time I felt like wow I actually can make people feel like this right and then I didn't win the show, which I was supposed to win. And that's what took me away from everything to some of the characters that became more serious in life. So basically the recognition of, like you're saying, the winning mm -hmm. versus the reaction. And, you know, there's politics involved in the middle. That's right. So and life is not like your straightforward. You, yeah, you can't really, you have no control in that, in that space, essentially. And how do you gain control? Yeah. Because okay. the so that's where the switch hit. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to, you didn't mention, we talked about struggles and pain. So I'm actually going to transition into that. And uh, the one most interesting thing actually you've shared with me personally was the whole, you went from your struggles have turned into who you are today. At some point in your life, yes, you was homeless. And I want to speak on the bright side of that and what mm -hmm. that taught you in the sense of um, relying on people relying on your environment and everybody else and where it kind of related to you relying on yourself mm -hmm. um, why did you not just crumble and go back to okay I'm going home and I'm just going to accept the reality that other people want me to live at um because my life, the life I'd been coming from, yeah, was fascinating, negatively fascinating, right, um, and it was very rewarding, like quickly rewarding, yeah. But I had experienced near misses of yeah. catastrophic events where yeah. some bad things could have happened. Yeah, I, I watched bad things happen to other people. And it almost could have happened to me in different scenarios, in different ways. Yeah. And that was my alternative option. Going home, home, yeah. Yeah. was not an option. And this, I guess, speaks volumes for many people who want to, like, spread their wings and go yeah. and experience life. Because during those times, you want support from, let's say, a family unit. Yeah. And if your family unit isn't giving you the specific support to what you believe is your passion, you rebel. You kind of lose yourself. Yeah. And when you lose yourself, you kind of, you go out and look for ways to heal the pain. Correct. Yeah. You go towards the pleasure. And it's during that period that um, I became rebellious in some of the most heightened negative ways. And whether it was to do with robberies whether it was to do with fraud whether it was to mm. do with all types of things that were peak uh, being around the 
drug deal drug dealers world and your environment the kingpins yeah. and that kind of such stuff i was around it all i was experiencing it and while experiencing it i um i felt as if i was at the i was on top of the world i'm in control that's how i felt um and when you get to that level of control you're making quick money like that mm. from I've just left my house now I'm able to do this thing yeah for that's like zero to 100 in a very short space of time like your your perception of what's real what's not must be crazy because I can have it all I had mm. nothing and now I have it all yeah and but it's nothing to do with my passions yeah but <laughs> who cares at this point wasn't because the point I, of being passionate to yeah. make the money so that I can enjoy the luxury life that yeah. becomes the idea behind it or it becomes the the blurred conclusion of it all um, I'm making this amount of money or maybe I can save this money and then do my part like you start yeah. making up stories and excuses to continue the lifestyle that path yeah and of course I could have left the house and bumped into the right hands and that would have been my direction yeah but ultimately that wasn't what happened I um, ended up with the wrong people and for me ultimately what I learned in the sense of psychology was I was looking for a father figure right I was looking it, for direction it, it, it sounds a kind of cliche what you hear in these uh, US guys that say oh, I was looking f- the streets mm. became yeah. my saviour I was looking for father figures and they became the drug dealers and yeah. everybody else so essentially you're looking for guidance guidance and unfortunately the guidance was not in your favor it was just using you yeah using me while making me feel as if i'm i'm making and the moment you said that it triggered me to want to say the idea of a job yeah yeah (laughs) that is that is part of the story that yeah people who work experience because what people are doing when they work is not what they love doing Right. They are being told, come and do what you don't like. But because we know you don't like it, we're going to pay you for it. But we will maximize your energy out of this mm-hmm. because nothing's for free. While we make so much more for the little we give you. Correct. But to you, it's enough for you to survive and you're going to want it again. And you'll be back here in the morning. That's right. So that was the world that I was I entered, but more in like the negative realm where yeah. I'm being used, but I'm, I am getting rewards back. And I go out and enjoy the rewards and think I want more of this. Yeah. And I go back again and do but the same. But the risk thing. is is out of this world because one one moment changes everything. Yeah. And I've got into those scenarios a couple of times. Um, the amount of times I think that would have, that would have been three or four times, we nearly got arrested or nearly got caught. I specifically nearly got caught on a couple of of occasions where it's just a random stop and then you find yourself with something that you shouldn't have and you're just worried about them searching you for no reason but they might do and they find that thing when you end this game over or I've just taken something and the person who I've taken it from doesn't know I took it and then we get stopped one of the other guys has some issues going on with the law so because he's with us now we're all taken in Yeah. and while we're taken in we have to wear the overalls to sleep the night or to mm-hmm. whatever and because they take our clothes away, they have to search and take out everything in our pockets. And then they find something that I, they know is not mine because it's got the name of another person. Yeah. And they'll ask me, whose is this? And I'm like, oh, um, a friend gave it to me. Um, does the friend or you have it? Why do you have it? In this case, it was a bank card. Why do you have it? Oh, bank right. Card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, because um, I picked it by mistake. I was, whatever. I just came up with a story. And they were like, okay, we're going to ring and confirm this. Wow. And you, your heart sinks. Those are moments where you think to yourself, what am I doing? Yeah. And you have no control of the outcome of that scenario. Lucky enough, or blessed enough, whichever version it was, the person I'd taken it from, I'd been mm. very nice with them, which is part of my character. I was very cool with people. Uh, and because I was nice when I left them, yeah. they just said, oh, no, he's not like that. He probably just took it by mistake. And that's how I escaped that one. But so your character saved you my in the character, essence of who you are anyway yeah a big part of my world has done a lot for me as i grew up so that's how i left the, this environment that you're talking about from my household to what i love doing turning into rebelliousness for direction guidance yeah yeah 
before I realized I cannot do this anymore. I've just nearly got stabbed. I nearly just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? For money. Nothing but money. And that money is not changing the biggest part. Even if I had millions, what am I doing? Escaping to an island to now live there and look behind my back? Yeah. Where's the freedom? Yeah. And the decision I made in that moment to cut off all ends that the money came from Mm -hmm. was I think the first time I accepted the confidence I have to go through any struggle to become who I'm supposed to be because I was broke and broke led to homeless and I was ready for that homelessness because I was not going back to that money but I was also not getting a job lovely man that that really is a huge transition Um, one of the most interesting things about you actually um, this is more on the you are also with what you're creating with the whole shooting star charms with the four would you say four quadrants so you could say hold on so you've got dancing poetry uh would you say relationship advice and i missed one what's the fourth one sorry motivational speaking motivational speaking the one that interested me most is the relationship advice Mm. because it's a huge thing and what's major decision in going in this direction why why that one specifically the relationship advice yeah because i i think that's because i knew you as the other segments mm. this one specifically i didn't know until you told me about it and when you did tell me about it i i'd like to go deeper and if you can tell our audience what, what why specifically you went for that one is it an upcoming you know is it an upcoming uh sort of industry that you want to tap into is it more for you or is it more for the money what is it for <laughs> industry you want to tap into <laughs> yeah it's an, it's an industry i mean everyone is would i say everyone's doing it but i just keep it keeps mm, popping up what's idea. the most recent one at the moment what's his name um kevin samuels, kevin samuels. never watched him a single i don't even know what he looks like honestly <laughs> i will do i'll have a look just out of curiosity but yeah i thought maybe it's an upcoming industry that's why his name came up because apparently he's been doing it for years and he's blown up recently. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe it's an upcoming industry sort of thing. What's the most important important thing in life when it comes to us? The answer always will be a man and a female. Yeah. Above all else, above all technology creations, everything that exists right now. Yeah. What starts it is a man and a woman. Let's be politically correct. What it is in these days and age, mm-hmm. love, because like they say, you can have a man and a man and a female and a female. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's if I translate that and say love. No. Um, no. <laughs> no, politically correct. <laughs> I've got to be politically correct because I don't know what world I live in these days. <laughs> no, um, a man and a woman. Meaning, we um, we need each other for communication. To yeah. get to this love that you're using to politi- to be politically correct, it started from what? That that man and a man yeah. did come from a man and a woman, regardless yeah. of how they now live and how they want to be in a relationship. Yeah, whatever's transitioned to, to what it is now, yeah. They came from a man and a woman. Right. Period. That's so, what I know of growing up as well. Yes. So, yeah. so the, the connection of communication essentially comes from the understanding of a man and a woman coming together to create the future lives that we have today, like the man and a man being together, the woman and the woman being together. Yeah. It essentially began from a man and a woman communicating well enough to come together to be in love or to make a baby and to continue life in that sense. And when you think of it that way and think of life being that important to us, us as humans being that important to us, to ourselves, then you realize that if you're going to help people at the at the peak at the highest rate you're going to consider helping men and women get along to procreate better for a better future yeah because when a man and a man for example is only because you went into this politically correctness mm when they get together, they still cannot create a baby themselves. Mm. They have to get it from somebody who created it with somebody else or the other technologies that they're using. Yeah. But the families that we have, 
the families that we have in in essential where we grew up from yeah a man and a woman coming together with that being toxic creates a what type of environment a better environment for our children yes to grow in a better place so if that's that important over the jobs and all these things that come as the additionals to now we have a family we have to have a good job to make the money yeah the first thing at the top is the the foundation foundation and getting people to understand and help each other very well in that foundation builds the houses the buildings the castles yeah we have in the end that's the reason why i got into it helping human beings realize themselves as who they naturally are Mm. and if you understand yourself as who you naturally are she understands herself as who she naturally is when you two meet up yeah your connection is much more advanced in terms of the outcomes you're going to produce because she's not overvaluing herself you're not devaluing yourself yeah based on society and whatever you both understand your programmings what you're coming as and you create a better relationship functioning wise for a child who comes into play afterwards and you also give that knowledge to the child and it continues that way but the society we're living in is so polluted and um it's filled with so much distraction that mm. getting to know yourself is never really as important in today's age You're t- people are too comfortable living with technology like we were talking earlier yeah a message if you can respond if you want to respond all this stuff we can even to relate to your boyfriend or girlfriend you can ignore your boyfriend or girlfriend for hours you see the message i'll get back to them yeah several hours go by you can see it as an innocent now nah, i was going to get back to them yeah but you're you're taking away the importance of that person who's in your life yeah and you're making it a normal thing so to understand the power in the communication that that gets people together to have a discipline not to say i'm doing it because i feel like doing it to say i'm doing it because it's a duty of mine yeah it's a discipline if you get to that level with your partner you are creating beauty in your mm. world and that's what i want people to create beauty essentially yeah 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 essentially like i'm saying your your children are going to see see and aspire and move with that energy in terms of how they believe relationships should be mm-hmm. going forward like for example i've got my daughter and essentially i don't want her to be in a any sort of toxic environment mm-hmm. so i conduct myself with my wife in the same with the same energy you know like there's no screaming around the house there's no you know what i mean like the father is the head of the household and mummy you know mm-hmm. kind of supports mm-hmm. um like i was just saying to you earlier on before we put the mics on i was just saying about letting the man be the head of the household and kind of i know everyone goes against it these days letting the everybody play what their roles are because you know what it stops the headache it stops the whole let me be masculine at work and feminine at home and mixing all those sort of things and you know mm-hmm. getting everybody confused because the world is confusing as it is already that's right if you can kind of have that in your in your household that's the most safe space that you do have mm-hmm. at least you can yeah go on about your it's it's so much more important like you say you knew me with other things that i was into and then yeah. the relationship story came from nowhere and it's like but i'd been already doing it i just didn't know i was doing it as well same thing with everything like i said i was oblivious growing up i was yeah. doing things and not knowing the importance of what i was doing and yeah. it took some time like it took people coming back to thank me years later for conversations we were having for for some periods before like years before and I, they're thanking me saying you don't know what you, I was going through at the time, but every time I'd speak to you and you'd say this or you'd give me this advice, and it was felt like you were just talking to me, but yeah, you helped me get through. And I thought, I wasn't getting paid for it now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what the hell? I never even knew I was able to be, I was able to communicate so well yeah. that I can help someone get through things on a consistent basis yeah so that woke me up and i was already like you said into the other stuff the dancing the visual um, or not visual lyrics at the time the other stuff that's to do with motivational speaking poetry and stuff and 
I was really trying to create a base, a future, a mm. world that revolves around helping people get their talents out. But ultimately, that's not what I was trying to achieve. As if you asked me what my end goal was, it wasn't to help people become good at what they love doing or whatever. My end goal was to get people to a place where now you're here, let's really talk about the stresses of your life. Yeah. Let's talk about the issues that you're dealing with. We're going to overcome those. I got you here, whether from dancing, I got you here for poetry, for motivation speaking. But I didn't just come to give you something that helps you get your talent and your perfection out there and you feel like you're going to now go teach someone else to become. No. I came here to lure you in from your talent and that was the smokescreen. Yeah. Behind that smokescreen is the conversations about who are you as a person and we can deal with those issues. And that was already an idea I had, but the relationships thing didn't, it didn't click until the females and men I'll talk to on individual basis. And that's when I realized the disconnect in relationships and the key word for everything I was trying to do when people come for all these mediums was accountability. Right. Making people become accountable for their actions. A big part of life today is around people who think they can do things and there's no consequences to those things that they're doing. So <clears throat> you can basically say, I'm going to go out and, let's say, and be a thief. I'm mm. going to go rob. But I want the same outcome as a person who's worked their ass off yeah. in the corporate world and become successful. I'm basically saying, let's forget the history and just say, we can get the same results and if you look at life in every realm nothing works that way whether you're trying to get a job you have to have a proven record your cv or whatever to prove that you were doing something so well in your past to be able to get this position whether it's school you yeah. have to have a proven record of um your grades to get the universe and even when you get to the university stage you don't just get to get into the uni you're competing with other people who are successful and got the grace too. Yeah. And now you got to so have you your got elevate yourself yes, there's above. Uh, yeah. So there is always going to be earning your way into something, not deserving it, but earning it. And you have to know that the competition is stiff. And that's what we've lost in the society of men and women, where we don't think we have to earn some of the things that we have to achieve. We think we just have to get it. No matter what we've been doing, I could have been a stripper. I could have been um, like a robber, all these things. But when I decide I want to become, um, I want people to love me for a different mentality. If I say I want to be a businessman now, you just have to start loving me for, for saying I want to be a businessman and mm. dismiss that I was robbing people before that. That's not how life works. Yeah. Everything is earned to then get the rights to call you something. Yeah. And that's what I ultimately wanted to teach people, accountability, which I realized comes from relationship issues it it always if you're like that in your world yeah then you're definitely like that in your relationships as well when you when you're doing things wrong in your relationships <clears throat> you can just dismiss them and say why is it still angry at me as if you're you can mess up and be in control of when the person shouldn't be angry anymore as opposed to be to humbling yourself and trying to fix the issue no matter what and being accountable for your mistakes is something that lacks in most relationships. I help people all the time now and whenever I help them, I realize one of the things they do is they don't wanna they never wanna look at themselves as the villain. They're always right. the hero of their stories. Right, okay. And I can give you a simple example that everyone probably is aware of that happens naturally in all our society. Okay. If someone rings you up today with a problem they're dealing with in their relationship how many times are they always complaining about the other person and they of are course, somehow it, that's how it always starts it's, it's everyone's a victim you're a victim always yeah you're always the victim and the other person's the villain yeah and then you think to yourself so are you telling me you're an angel and usually when you say yeah. that then yeah. they're like no nah, i do make mistakes and you're thinking wow it took me having to make you aware that you're seeing yourself as a victim only yeah for you to realize oh wait a second this should be like a 50-50 kind of issue I'm dealing with. Like, I'm messing up, they're messing up. How can we deal with it together? No, yeah. it's they're messing up. Yeah, and it's, I'm it's easier. I think it's, a, it's like, um, it's easier to point the finger. 
easier. It's the it's the comfort, like I said. It's, it's easier to to always point the finger at someone, like in anything. And that's why the society yeah. we're in is about comfort. We're the most successful, um, most educated, most comfortable, but most stressed, most depressed. Yeah, and why can't we just turn around and realize that that comfort is the reason mm-hmm. you are? It is the other things. That is the only key word to let you know why all these other areas are falling apart because you're too comfortable thinking you ain't got to do nothing to fix it. Yeah. It's always someone's fault. They got to fix themselves. They got to fix themselves. No, no, I I get this with like, my only example because it's the prominent thing in my life is work. Mm. In the workplace, you're always putting, it's my boss. (laughs) They're not giving me a pay rise. They're not doing this. They're Mm. not doing that. We Mm. need this. We need that. Like, especially like, for example, pay rises. It's within your control to say okay I'm, they promised me this salary and this job this is what they're going to pay me but then why am I not doing things on the side to elevate my person no, they're not stopping me doing anything else they're not stopping mm-hmm. me waking up early not stopping me working mm-hmm. in the evening mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you, then you start complaining that you're the victim and in mm-hmm. the day they're actually probably doing you a favour because they pay you Yeah. they say here's the 8 hours work these 8 hours we'll pay you this much you need to take accountability for the rest of the free time that you have that's right in order to elevate yourself self-educate yourself yeah. and think of a side hustle if that's what you want to that's do that's right or don't complain yeah because the rules of everything have already been set in place before you enter them so from yeah. the get-go you already knew what you're getting yourself into all the things you end up complaining about you already knew these things were going to come as part of the parcel to what you got yourself and into. And it's not your company. They, you exactly. are flexible to get rid of you as quick as they can. Exactly. You're, you're very, part yeah. of the machine. That's it. And the machine continues when you leave. And that's the life we're living in where accountability lacks in almost everyone. But women are the ones that have it easier. Mm. It's easier for women to be less accountable in today's day and age. Mm. And that's why I uh, dedicated a lot of the time to um, speaking to women. Right. Because me just saying the words women are the ones that have it easier and can be less accountable. It triggers them instantly. 90% it probably triggers society because that's not how society sees it. Because yeah. you can see from naturally current events of seeing the forces happening in the celebrity world, the way it's panned out that... It's always the man who's at fault. Yeah. And when the divorce happens, he's the one where the wealth is taken from him into yeah. the other side. Yeah. So to turn it around to say that the woman is accountable mm-hmm. uh, in any of the wrongdoings is mm. Mm. not really heard of much. Yeah, but the, the, the data and the statistics prove it now. So it's, it's not like we're arguing a, a battle of opinions at this point. It's they come triggered with these questions and they see this, they realize with each question it's being answered so quick and easily. Mm. Um, and so they go from this high energy, which um, I, it's not a malicious place they're coming from when they're coming, feeling triggered. That's what they've grown to believe. That's been their reality. So I never take it as a negative, like, oh, how dare they? It's, it's what it's supposed to be. Like I said, you enter an environment, you already know what comes with that environment. So I know what's going to come with saying these kind of things. And after that, it's, I would just easily communicate my way to them understanding. And once they understand, which they always understand mm. by the end of that conversation, it's now down to them again to become accountable and act on the information that they now have to become better people for the outcomes that they want. Because ultimately everything you're doing is for the outcome that you want. So if you say you want something, then I can only ask you what you're doing to get that specific outcome. Yeah. And if what you're doing is not aligned to getting that outcome, then you have to be accountable that you're not doing the right things. You don't know the right information. You don't know the right steps. You think you know, or you're just waiting for it to happen. All these things, you're working on yourself, which is nothing to do with the outcome that yeah. you want in a relationship. The outcome that you want is based on what the other person wants. And if you say there's no I'm waiting for the right person the right person will just turn up then that's where the numbers come in do you know how many people exist who are like what you want mm. and if you know the right, the number of people that exist 
you know how many females exist that want that same person? And yeah. if you know that the people that want that same person is triple the amount of men that exist, then how do you think you're going to stand out by just hoping that they come to you? Or do you have to take yeah. action to get the outcome? So yeah. every conversation of a triggered woman is going to be neutralized by the data and the statistics and the facts. And they'll realize that time is running against them yeah. Yeah. to get this outcome. And they have to take it into their own hands to get it. Or know that when they don't get it, yeah. it was their fault. They can't say, where are all the good men? The good men were there. You didn't play the game the way it was supposed to be played to get the men. And now you're in a position of lacking and some women end up becoming better as we know women in the 40s, 50s who are single always complaining about men and the issues of what men are to us to our society they become bitter mm. but the men were there the time that you had to get the men you wanted to live a different type of life right sex in the city type of life yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this all this mentality have, they've been debunked the Sex in the City life that they live today is based upon uh, a cosmopolitan magazine that still exists today, but it got prominent in the 70s, 80s. That's when it really it took the peak because it sold a lie, and they came out and admitted this. The 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 one the writer of the magazine's articles came out a female um, as as recent as a year or two ago, right? Admitting that we sold a lie to women told them that they can come out here forget their relationships or forget um their men and come and make money live a sex in the city's um happy lifestyle yeah and we sold pictures of women living in, uh, by the beach by this by that and we said that this was the life and the whole time we were married while we were oh writing wow articles. do you know the amount of times i hear that that it's a cliche thing it actually happens even in the in the music world, it's mm. the same as uh, I, I say Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Um, so she'll be selling this type of vision to women out there. This mm -hmm. whole yeah. bad bitch, whatever. Yeah. So, but at the same time, she's just going on about her regular life and having kids. That's right. That's right. But why are you selling this? Because it sells. It sells. That's it's it. Same. Same as what Jay Z was all saying. I, you know, I dumbed down to double my dollars. You just <laughs> sell crap to yeah. people. Because they know they'll sells. buy it, but yeah. really and truly, we're living a whole humble life. Even Beyonce, she's selling exactly single ladies, well, single, and then she's busy creating a family and That's the stability right. of it. It's, it's, it's. I don't know what the ethics of it is. You doing it for the money or not? It's but, for the money in the yeah. end. That's why people like me turn up to try and help the ones that do want the help, not the ones that are arguing about it. Yeah, nah, the ones that really want it. I meet those people, and that's who I help. Now that's beautiful that you're, you're you're actually going outside your bubble, not just for the money, just for a greater vision. You're as part of your legacy, and just to kind of round up this beautiful interview, because I will be coming back to you at some point later on this year, because I it's it's inspirational what you're doing. I was glad you've missed some parts. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to those in a later stage. But yeah, if you could just say one thing to just inspire someone out there, you know this world, like there's a lot of people searching for information in terms of being inspired. If you can just say one thing out there that's kind of, that motivates you on a daily, like a, any quotes or suggest a book or anything that you watch on YouTube or listen to um, that keeps you motivated in terms of, that keeps you going. Um, I wouldn't say... Sorry to pinpoint you to one specific, but just gen generically something that people can... I was going to say improvise, just one word. Okay. But it can fall in line with discipline. And I mean that in the sense of all these videos you're talking about, YouTube, or we're talking about books. Yeah. These things mean little to nothing like that or you can take a donkey to the water but you can't make it drink the water yeah yeah it starts from inside you with discipline proving to yourself that you can create a plan a, a, even a basic plan I wake up I fix my bed okay I, I go do this I go do that and 
I'm just that's the basic on the upper end it's having a detailed this is what I want to achieve in my life there's a plan I'm going to follow and each day if you realize in an if you spend if you're supposed to spend an hour a day doing it and you realize your brain tells you the hour's too long then you decrease it to 10 minutes okay but the fact of the matter is you have to create a discipline of doing it regularly so like a routine you have to and if you start doing it if 10 minutes is too long do, take it down to a minute just don't not do it right okay because that is what ends up happening with most people in life who end up not getting what they want one day seems too long another day seems like I can do it for three hours but that's not the point you want to create a consistency and if you create a consistency trust me luck and blessings come with these consistencies all the things that some of us have become aware of even I can speak for anyone who's trying to achieve something and they're following their, this, uh, the, the mission to get there you learn things that you never would have known you're going to learn only because you created a day-to-day consistent discipline around it yeah and you surprise yourself and the more you surprise yourself the more you want to learn more about it yeah and that's how you get to a better place so i can't speak for everyone because people different people are at different levels of their life but if i was to pick a word discipline and if i ever would no, I won't do that yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll say discipline. All right, that's that's beautiful. And you know what, Shams, it's been a beautiful meeting. Thanks for coming on this show. There will be, I, I quote today, there will be another meeting. Let's let's maybe in six months' time. <laughs> but yeah, I think you'll be a great uh, inspiration to my listeners. And yeah, thanks for coming on the Driver Brian podcast thanks for having me yeah. cheers bye bye i uh, will see you ne- on the next one guys bye